Hi everybody, this is Conrado with a brief introduction. First of all, I want to thank everybody who has been listening and who has been a guest on Foreign Invader. I have been loving doing the show and I think from what I gather that you have enjoyed listening to it. Now, um, sadly, Foreign Invader takes up quite a bit of pre-production time booking guests and making time to catch up with whatever it is that we are talking about. So for the foreseeable future, Foreign Invader is going to be a bi-weekly show, which means that it's a new episode will come out every other week. But don't worry, on the weeks when there's not a new Foreign Invader, you will be able to listen to a new show which is the show that you're listening to now. This is the first episode of Movie Marriage, which is a show in which Saj DeWaite and I, who are married, are going to be talking about some movies. We're going to do some fun double features and talk about specific movies, each of the movies picked by one of us. So, I hope you enjoy it. We had a lot of fun recording it. This is our first episode uh, themed around infidelity, and we're going to talk about the movies closer and waiting to exhale. So I hope you enjoy. And so it is Just like you said it would be Life goes easy on me Most of the time we don't have an intro or anything. We don't even know what and this so is. Welcome. Welcome, everybody, <laughs> to the first episode of We Don't Know What This Is Called Yet. <laughs> it may be movie marriage. It may be something... Movie marriage seems to be the most... Um, Accurate. Likely. But right. you've just came up with something new. I know. I need. I wanted something with pillow talk because we will always be recording this podcast from our very own pillows on our very own bed, um, and it's sexy because we're married. Even though I don't know, is marriage sexy? That is the question. That is the question. <laughs> <laughs> and with that in mind, our first episode is about infidelity. Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so this show is going to be basically, we are going to watch two movies yeah. um, related to each other somehow. And I think the idea is for the most part that each of us is going to pick one mm-hmm. and then we'll watch two. So today we watched Closer. What? A little bit closer. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. T- what? What is closer, that? Closer, Tegan Sarah. Oh, I don't know that. Um, I know Closer, the movie from 2004, which we're going to talk about. And the other movie is Waiting to Exhale. Baby. From 19... Was it 95 or 96? 95, I think. Yeah. 1995. And you'll never guess who picked which one. <laughs> Do you want to... Should we talk about why we picked what we picked? Yeah. Okay. Why did you pick Closer? I only truly... Okay, so this is a roundabout way, because I didn't even know this movie fucking existed. <laughs> but I was listening to Miguel's new EP, <laughs> and on the track, um, Tired Love? Third Love? Wait, what is it called? Whatever it is, um, from Miguel, uh, he samples it. 
And I was like, what the fuck is this crazy? He samples the moment. He samples the, the very movie. memorable scene in which yeah. Julia Roberts and Clive Owen are having a fight. And it's That's the whole... What is the, the the very... The line that everybody remembers from, from Closer. It tastes like you, but sweeter. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Which was... So this is my first question. Should we just talk about Closer and then we'll get to it into Excel when we get to it? Sure, sure, sure. I mean, my thesis for both movies is exactly the same, so that's fine. Okay. So, so that line, that uh-huh. scene, he tastes like you, just sweeter, mm-hmm. um, famously sampled as well as a lyric, not as a sample, in Fall Out Boy. Yes. Thanks for the memories. And I definitely didn't know where that came from. I thought they were geniuses. <laughs> okay. And but also Panic at the Disco in their first um, CD they had two songs one of them called Lying is the most fun a girl can have without taking her clothes off and then another one called But It's Better If You Do which is the thing that Natalie Portman says Mm -hmm. at the strip club exactly and I did I did recognize that too and I was like this is so so why were the pop emo punk bands of the 2000s obsessed with this movie because because men are obsessed with like terrible fucking movies <laughs> or not terrible movies okay so I will say this this is not a it's not a technically terrible movie I think it's actually a technically great movie I think that the dialogue is exciting I think that the acting is fantastic um it's just the content <laughs> so so let's talk about the content so it's based movie is based in a play of the same name by British playwright Patrick Marber and directed by Mike Nichols, famous director of stage and screen. You better go, Mike. And then you have... <laughs> any of what I said, I don't think. It's Triangle what? Love. Sorry, I was just looking for the, for the song. song. It's Triangle Love, everybody, if you're trying to figure it out. <laughs> um, maybe we'll put a clip of the song in this episode. <laughs> That's how it's the good. song goes. Yeah, it's really good. And who sings it? Miguel? Mm-hmm. Okay. And I was nervous. I was like, Miguel, this is like very, um, this feels like very domestic abusive. And, and, it, and then it oh, was. Oh, the clip? Yeah. <laughs> and then you discovered where it was. Did you touch yourself while he fucked you? Yes. You wank for him? Sometimes. And he does. We do everything that people who have sex do. You enjoy sucking him off? Yes. You like his cold? I love it. You like him coming in your face? Yes. What does it taste like? It tastes like you, but sweeter. That's the spirit. Thank you. How did you figure out that it was this movie? That it was from this movie? Oh, because I could tell it was Julia, Madame Julia's voice. Oh, you recognized her voice. I was like, what is Julia doing in a Miguel song? <laughs> and then I ran to you and I asked, what is this movie? Right, and then you played for me. I ran yeah. and I, and I recognized like, it, obviously, because of the line. Yeah, and I was like, I don't know who the, I, I am a black girl and I apparently did not. This was not in my... Um... So there's four characters in this movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, because it's based in a place. So there's Julia Roberts. Uh-huh. She plays a photographer. Yeah. And then there's Jude Law, mm-hmm. who dad. plays a writer. Sexy dad. Who is in a relationship with a younger woman played by Natalie Portman, who Jude. is a waitress slash stripper or former stripper. Former stripper. Who is now a waitress. And But Jude Law wants to get with Julia Roberts, even though he's with... Natalie Portman. Right. Well, at first he doesn't. At first he wants to get with Natalie, and then he gets with Natalie, and then. And I, then yeah. when he, but when he meets, as soon as he meets Julia Roberts, he's, he's like, like oh, I want to fuck bitch. her. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, and then there's Clive Owen, who, eventually, pretty early on, he begins a relationship with Julia Roberts, and yeah. then so it's about, the cheating, 
that ha- goes on in this quartet. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is a quartet. It's a it's a infid- infidelity foursome. <laughs> right. Um so but it is a movie about these like kind of pretty but also affluent yuppie type white people who are having affairs with each other and they're not like particularly cool or punky people so i was surprised i've always been surprised that all these that these bands yeah and even miguel (laughs) are obsessed (laughs) with like are into this movie which is you know well i so i say because i think creatively this movie is exciting like it's it's an exciting movie to watch what's exciting about it i i mean well one anything about sex is exciting right we know that sex sells so there's that I, I like I said I think the dialogue the way that they speak to each other and the way that the like the scenes move I think is really captivating and I I quite enjoyed like the movement of this movie is it because you enjoy plays because you're an actress and you and you love the theater <laughs> I, mean, I am an actress and I love the theater but also I just think that the way that like yeah, I think the way that the information is given to you, like, the way the plot develops, I think, is really exciting. Like, it's a well-written piece of work. It is just, um, problematic, <laughs> to say Okay, so, so yeah. let's say what, what you found so problematic about it. So, I feel like the movie has a kind of... Uh, to me, it feels of its time. This came out in 2004. The play was written in, like the late 90s I think of course so it feels feels of of around that time it has this kind of and Waiting to Excel has this too we'll get to it when we talk about it this idea that I feel to me is very 90s of like men are this way and women are this way exactly men are from Mars women are are from from Venus Venus. and they are incompatible (laughs) they will always behave in these particular ways kind of I mean some of in this movie I think the men are much more I was going to say understandable, not in the way that I condone their act- actions, but I understand what they're doing and what's going on with them. I feel like the women are written more to be more enigmatic. Like, I, I feel like it's harder to figure out why the women are doing why what they're, doing. they're doing what oh, they're doing. Oh, see, I feel the complete opposite. Really? I'm like, I, okay. I, have, I find zero flaws with either of these women. And it's but do you, but do you, do you, did you understand what's going on inside? Because I was, Absolutely. throughout the whole time, I was like, why does Julia Roberts want to get with, is with, either of these men oh sure I well she says one very specifically or not very specifically but in a way that I was like yeah sometimes it's just fucking it when she's with Clive for the first time mm-hmm. and he's giving her the balloon because it's her birthday because they met at the aquarium whatever whatever and he's like and I think he asked he's like uh, oh so are you like interested in him or are you like into Jude Law and she's like I'm not interested he's just interesting and I was like that is one of the most is he like, interesting oh because of the book Right. Well, because of the book and just because, like, I think that I don't know if this is I won't I won't label all women, but I know this is true for Sajda that like sometimes just the like idea of this guy being wanting this guy to be mysterious and wanting this guy to be whatever makes him interesting. Like, I mean, that first kiss when they that like photo shoot moment is one of the sexiest things I've ever seen in my entire life. It's a dream of mine to be like doing something someone be enamored with me and then just like be immediately in love with me like that isn't that is such a that is such a fantasy you know what I mean and so I think that like for Julia yeah the idea of being 
drawn to someone who's so drawn to you, right? Like, someone who's obsessed with you is, like, kind of hot. Sometimes. Some some people be okay. like, oh, it's a turnoff. But uh, at the same time, I think there's something about having someone who's, like, so enamored with you. Okay. I Yeah, what about Clive Owen, though? Like, he's such a, like... Because he's a bad boy. Because he's going to fucking Because he's like a... Cause kill he's, you. He he's going to murder you. Right, because he says, like, yeah, I'm a caveman. Like, he's, yeah. like... <laughs> He doesn't care, he's rough, right. and he says whatever he wants to say, and he makes comments that are inappropriate. And Yeah, which is the problematic part, because I think that there's a lot of, like, or can be the problematic part, because I think that there's sometimes when, like, I get, like, you know, sometimes you want something that's a little rough, it's a little, like, ooh, but this, I think, takes it out of the safe context of, like, role play or like you know what I mean it takes it out of something that could be safe this does not feel safe right there's like no safe word in this movie <laughs> right but also interestingly there's no sex in this movie I mean there is a lot of talk about, about sex this. but it's never shown well yeah I, I mean it, there's some sexy moments there's the kiss there's sexy moments of like kissing and Natalie Portman is like naked, naked in obviously the strip when she... <laughs> scene but but there is no showing of People no, no one's like sex. fully naked. No one get. There's no. There's no boob action. There's no nips. No, there's and and there is no, and it's specifically that feels like because it's a play, though. Right, but this is the, the movie. Like they could have they said some of those it. scenes. Like they changed the play to like have scenes outside and whatever. They could have said a scene during sex, or they could have just shown a montage of people having sex. Sure, they could have done. I think thing. what's interestingly even more so than that, but related is that there's never. To me, one of the things that I find a little, again, of its time and that makes me not like this movie so much is that also sex is presented uh, almost like a curse to these people. I feel mm-hmm. like everyone... Like, mm-hmm. I don't feel like they enjoy sex. I feel like they all feel like... <laughs> you know, Jude Law is like, I'm with Natalie Portman, but also I wish I was with Julia Roberts and I wished... Part of me wants to be with her and part of me wishes that I didn't want to be with her. Right. So I feel like very cursed by this and I'm like... Oh man, I I wish this wasn't the case, but I'm just so horny that I have to do it. You know, <laughs> I, you don't think Clive's character likes sex? I think he's the one the one who probably does the most. Probably, I mean, I don't know the move. Maybe what's his name in the movie? What are these characters? Larry. Names? Larry. <laughs> Clive Owen plays Larry. I don't remember. Larry Dan. No. Dan is Jula. Jula yeah. Roberts is. Anna, I think. Uh huh. And yeah. Nellie Portman is Alice. Alice slash, which we find later is Jane. Jane. Something right. Jones. Jane Rachel Jones. Right. A reveal that I don't. I don't know that why. Makes no sense. I don't know why it's there. <laughs> why it's there. <laughs> it does not matter at all. Um, but what was I saying? Sorry, we were talking. You're like it's not. About there's the no sex. sex. <laughs> yeah. So there's none. Right. Right, so with Clive's character specifically, right, the fact that, like, in... Because I was saying it feels not safe, right? The fact that, like, during the fight, or, like, at the beginning of the fight, he's like, oh, did you put clothes on because you were afraid I was going to hit you? I was like, this is not okay. Like, right. I... What's interesting, not interesting, but it's, I think, telling in that scene is that he does not hit her. And he's like, you put on clothes because you thought I was going to hit you. I'm not going to hit you. I'm like this. But he, I'm still going to be gonna... verbally abusive and verbally yeah. violent. But then Jude Law is the one who hits 
Never, never of course. Uh, so I think it's kind of like that kind of writery thing of like, you think this is the violent the one, one, but it's actually the other one. But actually, they're both fucking terrible and violent men, and neither of them deserve either of these women. Both beautiful, gorgeous, and want nothing but to love like these people. You know what I mean? That's the thing that, well, maybe it makes sense when you're watching it as a woman or like looking at it from that perspective. From my perspective, I was thinking like you, like these men are, are lame or like... They are they are terribly lame, of course. And to me, the women feel felt a little bit like I didn't really know what was going on there. Like I couldn't really see why where were they attracted to this man, what the what did they want? I don't know if part of it. I think it's mostly in the writing than yes. the performance. Well, I I do think that yeah, I think that I interpreted a lot. I don't think that they're. I I will agree with you that I don't think these women are actually written in the most like um dynamic way but because I like saw myself in them I like put my own assumptions about what they might be doing and thinking onto them as characters because I was like try I was doing what you were doing I was trying to rationalize why these women would why be why they would want to do right why would they behave in this way yeah um yeah so I will agree that whatever his name is um 90s author uh did not do the best job of writing these women at all. What about the acting? I find the acting... You you like the acting. I find it... The, Some depend, of it's... Uneven. Yeah, yeah, Depending yeah, 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 on the character yeah, 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 and on yeah, yeah. the scene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. Julia for sure. Roberts, I think it's pretty good, but I do think that she is um, stuck with a character who is very, like, tough on the exterior mm-hmm. and, 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 sh- and I can't fully get into her head. Yeah. You know? But I kind of liked that. You I like I think to be honest out of all of the characters the one that I'm most attracted to is Julia. Is it because it's the one you know the least about? <laughs> may, the one... may, maybe or maybe it's because I just like find Julia like an attractive person on screen or like Well, she's a movie star. She's the biggest movie star out of yeah. the four, right? And I just think that there's something that she does when she's I feel like I really appreciate the way that she's attacking this movie. Um as an actor like approaching approaching the 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 acting of this movie i quite enjoy it um in the way that i think i'm not sure the others are doing so well i think natalie has um i think starts out rough (laughs) natalie's a little bit lost (laughs) in the water for natalie she got oscar nominated for it though well, yeah, and I think it's a really it's a it's a that's a rough character. She, go, I feel like she goes through so fucking much in this movie. Yeah, and it comes at a time I feel like when Natalie Portman was trying to become a grown up actor. You know, right. she had been a child star. She had been in Star Wars. Yeah, and and she was, I mean, it kind of worked because yeah. she got the Oscar nomination, and I think she was she purposely must have chosen this movie. Because it was going to be a stripper, it was going to be a more adult part, she was going to be talking about sex, Mm -hmm. you know, like to introduce herself as a, not an adult, like a porn actress, but like, you know what I mean? Like a, like a serious actress. Mm -hmm. I think that she's struggling a little bit to play the part because it's a tough part, like you said. Yeah, I think, yeah. And I think also because it's in this weird, well, because the character itself is also in this weird state of age, right? I think the character is supposed to be like 24, right? Uh Uh-huh. So like, and how old was Natalie when she was doing this? She's probably know? around that age, right? So I think, which is I think just like a, to be honest, it's like a rough age to be, and so like, <laughs> right, it's a rough age to be. So like, then acting that age, but also not really because this character I think 
has seen so much that like even though they're 24 and they, they talk about her and she, she's like, oh, she's a little childish, she's a little childish. But mm-hmm. actually, like, everything that's going on around her is adult shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. Nothing about what's going on around, around her is childish at all. So it, right. So what I was thinking, it would be fine for her to feel out of place in this movie as a person who shouldn't be hanging out around these old exactly. ass people who are so fucking for boring. Fucked up. Right? Yeah, and, yeah. like, talking about their sex issues. Yes. Like, she should be out being a 24-year-old girl woman yes woman. um and i think the performance i it almost made me think of have you did you did we watch the movie a bigger splash together uh yes yes, 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 yes 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 and dakota johnson yeah. plays the girl mm-hmm. who i think that's the kind of performance that i wish natalie that corman was given here yeah, yeah, yeah where yeah. she is and obviously it's part of the movie that that dakota johnson how young is she question mark it right. becomes a question in the movie but she feels i think on purpose like a girl playing older than she is right right throughout right, right. the movie right and i think that's kind of what this needed someone who like that natalie portman was almost feels pretending like she, like she was not 24 <laughs> Right, like this movie, she feels like she's pretending to be an adult in this movie, but not in a way that feels like that's what she was going for, but rather that's all that she could do because of who she was as an actress at that point. Sure, sure, sure. I think my favorite performance in the movie is weirdly... You're going to say dad? No, Clive Owen. No, definitely not dad. (laughs) Dead Jude Law. I think Jude Law... Okay, let's talk about Jude Law. (laughs) Um, I think Jude Law is a weird... Um, actor, yeah, and that I I think he doesn't work in the lead roles. I think he works oh, better really? as a supporting character actor. I kind of, oh, I don't know if I agree with that. Really? Yeah, I loved him in um, uh, what's that one with um, The Holiday? Your favorite? <laughs> yeah, of course. Uh, duh. Oh my god, he's so sexy in The Holiday. No, um, in um, what is it? Blueberry Nights with uh. Oh my Blueberry Nights, Nights? with Nora yeah. Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I loved them in that. I thought it was great. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I agree. I think that Jude Law works best for me. So he's so pretty, right? He's so especially pretty. when he was younger and around this time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He works for me better for me in a movie like The Talented Mr. Ripley, where he's playing a. He's playing like a rich asshole, right? He's sure, playing sure, like sure. a pretty boy, rich asshole who mm-hmm. is like. A rich kid who's in Europe mm-hmm. just being living a debaucherous life and, and he's a jerk, <laughs> right? And you're like, yeah, this dude looks like this. I yeah. believe that he's a rich asshole. Yeah. But when he's playing a lead role or like in this movie, he's very pretty, but I also find him to be a complete weasel. I feel like of he course. has that. But isn't he supposed to be? I think that's the whole point. I guess so. Is it? I thought so. I thought like I I it definitely felt like someone who like also was like trying to be something that they weren't really good at, right? Like like he tries to be he's an obituary writer and then he meets this woman who like an obituary writer. Right? Like you is there I mean? a more like play exactly. thing that I know. your character <laughs> be an obituary <laughs> writer? <laughs> I love theater so much. Um no but <laughs> Right, so then he's like, he also gets caught up in the, right, the whole, I think this whole movie is actually mostly about fantasy, right? Like, he gets caught up in the fantasy of like, oh, I meet this woman, and she's like, eccentric, and she's like, she comes from nowhere, and she like, gets hit by a car, and I like, save her, and blah, 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 and he gets caught up in this like, I could have this life, right? And he writes a book about her. And he writes a book about her, because he's like, I could have this life, I can finally be, I found my muse, I could be a writer forever, and Mm. it's gonna be great, and I could be this person, and... 
then he tr- then he like sees Julia and he's like, ooh, I could also be the person who like has an affair with from my mu- you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It feels like he keeps on getting caught up in what life for him could be, and we're like, you're not. You can't do it, Jude Law. You don't yeah. have the cojones to yeah. I don't know. See I don't know. I, I almost wish that I could see a, a, another actor play that part just to see what it would feel like. Okay. So after we go through all of the characters, once you were done saying, I think we should say who we think recasting. <laughs> yeah, in, exactly. in our production, of in our production closer. of closer, which well, is completely changed. What's also. interesting is that Clive Owen played that part in the production in London. He played the, the movie. The, he played the, the Jude same Law part. part. Oh, the Jude Law. And then he switched to the other part oh when God, they he's made... so aggressive. I can't even imagine. <laughs> he's so aggressive in this movie. He is very aggressive. I think he gives a. Gr- I think he and Julia are the better performances. I think it's a. I think it's a great performance. It is just a scary performance. He like, also gave. He's got like a giving me Army Hammer vibes. You know what I mean? I'm like I'm so afraid of you. <laughs> I'm terrified. Right. But I feel like. I feel like he does capture, which he doesn't always. Even though I like him as an actor in general, but he doesn't always have that kind of like. I don't know magnetism right mm, like mm-hmm. I feel like even though he's kind of an asshole he's charismatic enough that I'm interested in, in watching the character which act which I, which think I is... don't feel about Jude Law oh, okay. okay in this movie alright alright agreed well I, I think it's a lame I think Jude Law's character is not um it's kind of a weenie it's yeah the best moment the, truly for me the best moment of that character is when he kisses Julia and I was like oh Right, and that's at the very beginning. Yeah, and everything goes downhill. From well, there. I just, but I think it's mostly just because I think Jude Law is a good kisser. Every time I watch him kiss on screen, I'm like, damn, damn, somebody put me in a movie where I have to, kiss, like, I have to kiss Jude Law, please. Yeah, but that's that's it. So I think it's more about the fact that I love Jude Law versus like, right. yeah, this movie, yeah, and this performance. I yeah, I can keep Julia Roberts and I can keep Clive Owen, even though. Okay, he gives a good performance, except in the strip club scene, which I think gets you think it's a terrible, terrible scene. It's so strange the like all of the angles that they like use, especially the one that they use when to like put his head in front of her vagina when she pushes the (laughs) thing to the side. I was like, oh, please stop, please. It is a very awkward scene. It is so weird. It is, yeah, it is not sexy. (laughs) Then he starts crying. It is such a strange. Wait, wait, wait. Do you, so you know when the, at the end of the scene when he's like, oh, bend down and touch whatever, whatever? Do you know what I thought of? <laughs> I thought of... I thought of Pete Holmes in Faces and Sounds when he talks about his friends taking him to the strip club. Uh, and he's just, I actually, and he's I actually just, thought about that too. Fantastic up into her asshole. Right. I thought of... I think it was yeah it was during this movie also that I thought of like when he says that he goes to the strip club and then she like the stripper comes out and then she does this flip and then like puts his her butt in yeah. his face and he's like and that was her opening, opening. well her openings, openings. exactly no narrative <laughs> yeah she's already naked no narrative oh man yeah so I just all I thought about was that which is a comedy routine so I don't think that's what they wanted in this moment yeah. but maybe I don't think it captures the tone that it wants to capture. No. I think the whole movie kind of felt to me like it was... Totally. Had that problem. Yeah. Yeah. Like it was... It was trying to be so serious and so dour and it was a little bit like... Well, I don't know if it was supposed to be serious and dour. I I don't know. To be honest, I don't know. Which is... 
So, which is the thing that I kind of liked about it, is that it felt weird. I liked the fact that it felt tonally, like, strange. I was actually kind of into it. Dog, if you do not stop licking my foot. Um, I, like, yeah, there was something about it being tonally off that actually did work for me. Um, in some strange, fucked up way. Because I just felt like, I was like, this is all so fucked up. This is all so strange and weird and fucked up, and I don't know... I think I said, what is this movie? Like, seven times. Here's my hot take. Is that... um, This movie does something and fails at it (laughs) that was then perfected (laughs) by Mad Men. Oh, interesting. Because Mad Men... Because I think the Clive Owen character is a Don Don Draper-ish type of character. He's maybe a little bit more... Has like kind of like the machismo going on yeah, a little bit more. Yeah, he's not as smooth. He's not, a he's not a sm- a suave. Like yeah. he's a little more, yeah, rowdy or whatever. Yeah. But he does have the Don Draperish vibe th- vibe to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he has that moment in the strip one where he breaks down and whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that Madden was did a better job at kind of mixing the what's pathetic about a situation like that with what is um, sexy. Or enticing. Mm-hmm. Sure. And it also has what I think this movie is lacking is a view of the world around the the characters and the yeah, infidelity. Yeah, 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 yeah. Right? This movie has, like, almost no it's context. It's a bubble. It's a, it's it's a com- bubble. Complete bubble, yeah. There's only four characters who speak. There's no outside world. There are no four... Whereas Mad Men, it's all about, like... It's all History about, yeah. and mm-hmm. America. And, and it puts everything into a context mm-hmm. that that it's almost like... It's very pathetic, but it's at the same time seducing you with like, look at this retro things. Like, wasn't the past like kind of cool looking, but yeah. also it was shitty, but it was like this, you know? Um, and I feel like that's what it was missing here for me. Like, what is Closer's vision of the world? Doesn't seem to be one other than like people are miserable. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and, and, and I think the, the idea of like people create their own you know, people will create their own bubble and their own drama, right? Like, I think, which, which is part of it, I think, which is, right, doesn't help because you, you, like, kind of, if you were not, like, alive and breathing, <laughs> you know what I mean? You don't really understand the context of, like, the world around them. But, um, this, it does feel like an, it, it, right? Like, y'all didn't, there was no reason, like, you're a dermatologist. He's an obituary writer. You know, yes, she's a stripper, but, like, strippers have can have regular, normal lives. You know, Julia Roberts is just... She's a photographer. There's no reason for the four of you to have this much fucking drama, and yet you do. You know what I mean? It feels like you have all... You're all so bored of your own fucking miserable existence that, like, this drama in your lives is the only thing kind of, like, keeping you going, oddly. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's, like, the thing that you're using to make your life mean something. Yeah, it feels like a pre-9-11 play, yeah. which it was. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, the, it's the 90s, it's the end of history, like, everything has happened, and now... We're all fucking bored. We're bored, but guess what? Their history will continue, which is no idea. But yeah. the movie came out after 9-11, 2004, so... Right. So I don't really know. Should we talk about Waiting to Exhale? We should. Yeah, white woman's probably the only one who will tolerate your smug ass. Yeah, if I was your white woman for 11 years, I couldn't have started that damn company without me. Hell, I would work my ass off. I mean, I got a master's degree in business, and there was his secretary in his office manager. Hey
I picked Win to excel because you said, we had well, we said theme. infidelity <laughs> yeah. is the theme, and then you said that you wanted me to pick something that had not, white that people. didn't have white people in the, yeah. in it, right? And I had never seen Win to excel. I, okay, I don't want Black Twitter to know, but I also have not seen it until we watched it. For the longest time, I thought Waiting to Excel was an action movie. What? Because I had only heard the title Waiting to Excel, which made me think could potentially be action movie with the picture of Angela Bassett walking away from a car in flames. So I assumed she just oh. shut up. So she's some sort of warrior who's like in an explosion, right? <laughs> I had no context whatsoever. Then I saw the poster and it's like the four the ladies kicking, exactly like drinking wine. Weird. And I was like, oh, it's not an action movie. <laughs> And it, but it made sense paid. with the picture. Even the even the songs make sense because in the '90s you had all these action movies with like R&B songs at the end credits. I will pay so much money for a remake of Waiting to Exhale that is an action movie. I mean, I guess Set It Off is kind of you know. Yeah. In the. Yeah, I was thinking something like that, or something like Thelma and Louise, right? <laughs> right, 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 right. I was thinking it was <laughs> kind of something like that. Oh, Boba. But it's not. No, it's not. It's a. It's about four women, and their relationships. Yeah. Based on a book. Um. <laughs> based on a book. <laughs> it's based on a book. The other one was based on a play. This one's based on a book. Ooh, we're literary <laughs> snobs up in here. So the theme, it was gonna be infidelity for this podcast, but I think the theme is more like men ain't shit. Man, it is that. That is my takeaway from both movies: is that all of the women are always right and none of the men are. <laughs> So in that front, um, should we, do we need to give a little context for the movie? What sure, it's why not? about? Sure. So there's four women. Yeah, four black women. Let's be four black women. Come on. One of them is Savannah, played by Whitney Houston. Houston. And what's her deal? She is moving to Phoenix because she wants to get away from some dude who's been chasing her, but who still having a relationship with her, but he's married. Right. Right. So yeah. So she's getting she's, away. She's, she knows she's got some friends up in the Fiend area. And she wants, yeah, and she wants to like reinvent herself. But yeah. this guy is kind of um, coming after her because he wants to have a relationship with her. She doesn't know if she wants to be the other woman or not. Right. Speaking of other women, Angela Bassett plays Bernie, Bernadine. Mm-hmm. Bernadine, baby. And she just found out that her husband is leaving her for another woman. Um, a white woman. Yes. Let's <laughs> race specific in this movie is important. Um, Her black. What is it? What she is says is when the black man says like, "Oh, he's like, would you would you prefer if she was black?" And she's like, "No." Is that what you're talking about? Yeah. And she's like, "No. I'd, it would be better if you were black." And I was like, "I live for this moment." Yeah. Um, oh, so good. <laughs> so that's two. Number oh, three man. is what is the name of the Gloria or who Robin. Robin is the one I was thinking of. Mm. She's played by I do not remember. I can't remember I can't name. remember her name. Oh no, pause for actress. Bless you. Ooh. Damn, hubby's sneezing up a storm. If you don't know. Leela Rochon? 
Lila Rashan? Yeah, I don't know her, to be honest. Me either. Um, but she's in Waiting to Exhale playing Robin. Mm-hmm. And Robin is single, but ready to mingle. Oh, she nice. wants to find... She wants to find a... <laughs> She, ready to find she wants to man. find someone, but she is caught between all these men who ain't shit. Including one, again, who's married and won't leave his wife. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Russell? Russell? <laughs> or Trey? No, no. it's Russell. Tro- Troy is Troy. The, um, the one who's, like, addicted, I think, to coke. Or oh, the one who's, crap. like, a dealer yeah, or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. We'll, t- we'll, we'll talk about them more yeah, <laughs> later. This is, so that's Robin. And then Gloria is a, is a woman who is div- has been divorced for a while. Uh-huh. Has a son mm-hmm. who is about to go to college, mm-hmm. and she is kind, kind of. Like, oh, I was just saying, it's like holding on to the idea that you know maybe she could get with her her ex husband until she realizes until he finally comes out and tells her that he's gay, and then yeah. Although I feel like it's not so much that she wants to get back with him, but almost that she believes that she can't find a man. Right. right so right. she's kind of like well, my best like- option is whenever he visits. Maybe we'll have sex. But other than that, I am... Um, she thinks that she's not attractive anymore. She thinks like she can't get a man. Right, right, right. And Right, yes, 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 yes. yes. Right? And I think she still loves him, too. It's not, you know what I mean? It's, I don't sure. think it's just sex. I think that she would mm-hmm. love to have a life in which her husband, like, her husband and her and her kid, you know what I mean? That she Are wants the American together. dream of it a little bit. So her husband, ex-husband, is played by Giancarlo Esposito, and he comes and he mm-hmm. reveals that he's gay. Yes. So that's kind of like, mm-hmm. oh no, but then a new guy Uh-oh, moves across next the street, neighbor. next door neighbor, played by uh, Gregory Hines from, did you recognize him? From I, Will and Grace? Yes, 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 yes. I was like, where I couldn't, I couldn't, I recognized him, but I couldn't place where. Yeah, he played, he was Will's boss, I think, yes. right? Mm-hmm. At the firm or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and his name, Marvin, right? That's his character? Marvin. Yeah. Is, he plays Marvin the next player. Okay, so those are the four women. Yes. Again, I think that this movie also feels very much of those 90s, men are from Mars, women are from Venus. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the way <laughs> that the infidelity is portrayed? Because I feel like the movie takes that assumption that women are one way, mm-hmm. men are the other. Uh-huh. And decides that 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 its portrayal of infidelity goes from that premise, from the premise that men will want to cheat mm-hmm. and will want to lie because they want to get with as many women as possible. They want to have sex, yeah. and women just want one man to be by their side and to love them. And so, is that what this movie is saying? Is it? I I felt that the the relative morality of cheating mm-hmm. as a man and as a woman for this movie was definitely, definitely. different. Yes, I def- it definitely was like, if you are a man and you are cheating, you are the worst human on the face of the planet. If you're a you're woman scum. and you're cheating, it's understandable. Yeah. It's like, I mean, it's not right, but I get you. Because and you shouldn't be doing shit. it. <laughs> right. You shouldn't be doing it, but it is understandable why in the circumstances of, of the world, world you might <laughs> yes. be led into this path. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. For sure. Right? Yeah, which I think I agree. <laughs> um, no, but 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 yeah, but well, and I think they try to do a little bit of like um, housekeeping or whatever when they have um, Bernie with um, mm, with the Wesley Snipes. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So I have three three characters, three men in uh-huh. the movie that I feel like are not depicted. As exclusively terrible. terrible. Yes. I think most of them, you see, from the moment they appear, 
you are like, this guy is bad news. Right. Don't get with this guy. Yeah. Um, well, there's also the the husband, Giancarlo Esposito, the the gay yeah, the yeah, gay yeah, one. Yeah, I feel yeah. like he also doesn't is not necessarily that. Right. I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah, but we yeah kind we also of. know that the nineties are not don't treat like gay men properly in movies anyways. But so. he wasn't treated that badly given the circumstances. It <laughs> yeah. wasn't like she was not like yelling at him like how could you be gay and like no, but you have the whole slab in son. Yeah, that is not cute. Yeah, it's not cute. But even in that scene, she is kind of like don't talk that way about your father. Or whatever. Right, but I don't think it's don't talk that way. But she said don't use that word. <laughs> right. It's more like this is all well, true. His father Just... is gay. Just don't use the f word. Right, but all right, but it's not about like, why are you reacting like this? Like this is, you know what I mean? Like, you know, it's not like a let's accept yes. your father for you. For, know what no, I mean? it's more like yeah, don't use that don't word. Don't use that word. We're all in agreement that we hate that your dad is right, gay. Just don't terrible. say that. Right, exactly. So it's not a good look. It's okay, not okay. a good look. All right. So the first one is the. I want to talk about. Do you want to talk about Wesley Snipes' character? Uh, can yeah, we sure. Save him for we the can, third we can one. Table. Mm-hmm. Um. Because the other two, well, the first one is. Didn't you say Kevin? No, Marvin the neighbor. Okay, obviously, Marvin, yeah, yeah, Marvin yeah. the neighbor is the one who gets the. I feel like the most uncomplicated. This guy is good. Yeah. Of all the care of the yeah. men. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, yeah, I don't think that there's. He's he's widowed, which you know, he's like, a widower. So which like great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Love that your wife is dead. <laughs> Beautiful and, for you. <laughs> and he. Uh, he, he loves, loves big women. <laughs> he loves Gloria, who has who you know who is conscious about her weight, and he's like, I like women with the bone on the feet on their bones. Yeah, wild. So, yeah, and he's great. He helps fix her. House. Helps fix the house, and he encourages her to let her son go into the next step of his life and mm-hmm. to go into this like trip or whatever to Spain. Um, so I think he's very uncomplicatedly a good guy, according to this movie. Yeah, uh, to be on and and uh, right, I think so. But also, I was a little annoyed, right, because it, he does feel like, especially for Gloria, because I feel like she's one of the. Maybe I'm wrong, but she has this narrative of like, um, she also like you know is like stubborn or doesn't listen or right like she need like I feel like the narrative for Gloria is like she needs a man to help her out you know what I mean like Mm. once she has Marvin like her life falls into place and he like helps her like see the truth you know what I mean that she wouldn't have seen if Marvin wasn't there which is a little like yeah um, maybe made a little bit better by the fact that everyone else ends in the in the opposite right everyone and the movie ends with them hanging out as friends with no man right 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 so and I think everyone, Whitney, Angela, and Robin. and Robin, they all end up deciding that they don't need a man in their life. Yes, yeah, 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 right. But but right. But why I'm saying that it's a little bit of a rough narrative because like Gloria, the the non skinny black woman with a mom with a with a mom, good. <laughs> the non skinny black woman with uh, a kid, like she the one who needs a man. But all these like pretty skinny little black bitches don't need nobody. <laughs> They're good. You know what I mean? I see. So it's a little. Yeah, I can see that. You know, the other one is speaking of of bigger characters. There's the the co Robin's coworker Michael. Yeah, Michael played by Wendell Kevin. Pierce, <laughs> who. So he okay. So, so this is the wildest, I think, plotline of the whole movie. I can't. 
is that he is a fat man. Uh-huh. And Robin says that she is, when we first meet her, this is one of her first scenes. Yeah. She's about to have sex with this man. Mm-hmm. She is clearly disgusted She's by like, him. I get She's it. like, this fat man, I don't like him at all. I don't want him to touch me. me. Yeah. She's, the look on her face when he's like kissing her neck is like, it's like, what are you doing? So like, you clearly don't, why are you dating this man if you don't want him to touch you at all? Yeah. Anyway, they have sex. It's terrible. <laughs> But yeah. then after the sex, mm-hmm. he, they have a talk. Uh-huh. And what happens? He, he... He's like, I will give you. He's like, she's like yeah, because she's like, obviously not into it. And he's like, oh, wasn't it good for you? And she's like, uh-huh, uh-huh, okay. And he's like, what, girl? I could give you everything. What do you want? And she's like, I want this. And he's like, I already got a house in Stanford or wherever. What else? Hey. And, and he's like, he's like, I'll give you everything you want and need. Just let me, just let me be the one to like give you what you need, girl. And then they have sex again and it's like It's better. glorious. And she's like, and all the things that I saw before were imperfections. I love him now. Right, so she, so she um, is magically uh, cured of her fat phobia. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's ready to get with this guy. But then they work together. Yes. So the next time we see them, she's given a presentation of some report or something and he points out of things that are wrong with the report right and she her her like voiceover says like oh what you want to do your job now exactly next thing we know they're broke, broke up. up yeah <laughs> and, they, and he he appears again with another woman right while they're at the club while they're at the club well after they've been broken up and mm-hmm. she's kind of like a little bit like i know he didn't right about it but mm-hmm. it's like what <laughs> he didn't get it. like so this guy is doing his job and you just because he Right. Did his job, you just broke up with him. Well, but also, but, okay, right, okay, but in uh, my defense is every woman in this movie is right. So, um, I, I think she's still right. Um, but just the idea of, like, him, I think it was more supposed to be like, okay, you're also supposed to be my partner. You know the things that I want. You know the things that I need. You say you're going to help me get what I want, but yet in this moment when I have my own voice and I'm trying to, like, present something, you are... Yeah, at work, you find the need to, like, pinpoint things that are wrong. You find the need to, like, push me down when I'm trying to better myself, I think is supposed to be the narrative there. You're not on my team. You're not on my team. I understand that, that that's annoying and that it's maybe not what you want in a relationship. But, like, you could have had a conversation about it, you know what I mean? She just breaks it off immediately. Yeah, I would have it's too. Not, it's not <laughs> if even... you came to my place of motherfucking work and, like, were trying to tell me that my report was shit, baby. I'm going to call them lawyers. <laughs> 1-800-DIVORCE. <laughs> All right. No, but, I, yes, it's 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 a I wild, it it's a wild, no, no, it's I a wild it strange because he was just being set up as this guy who could potentially... Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know what to expect from the movie at that point because it was right. early on. Right. So I was like, oh, they're setting this as like she thought of him in one way, but now she's seeing him in a different way. But actually he's a piece but of shit. But actually he's a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we're not going to like explore more of that relationship. He's gone. No. Well, yeah. Yes. But also because I think it's about this thing of like of men doing the, right of men with money promising women like the world. But just because like. And realizing for you as yourself, like, just because I want all of those things and I want this money doesn't mean that that man is, like, good for me or to me. You know what I mean? I think it's a narrative. It was broken down within, like, 
two and a half minutes, so that was a rocky, uh, rocky way of telling it. Yeah, but, we'll get it. Yeah, let's we'll talk about that in a second. But let's talk about what you wanted to talk about, Wesley Snipes. Yeah, character. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he is Angela Bassett. It's getting a divorce. Yeah. from her old husband, and he's having a rough time trying to get what is rightfully hers. Yes. Um, because everything is in his name or something. Yes. All of his stuff is in his name. And so she's, after one of these hearings, I think, she's like at a bar trying to decompress and she meets a guy played by Wesley Snipes in a surprise role because he's not in the opening credits. Oh, right, right, exactly. And so he just appears and and I was like, oh, Wesley Snipes. (laughs) So what is his deal? So, right, so he's like, oh, I've been at a work conference this whole time. I haven't even seen the sun. Oh, you know, and I just wanted to like, sit down, have a drink, you know, have a good time, and then fly home to my beautiful wife who I love in the morning. <laughs> who I love and who's also on her on deathbed. deathbed. <laughs> exactly. Who's got cancer and she's dying she's, of this terrible death. I have a wife who's dying, but also Angela Bassett, you are so beautiful. I want to have sex with you tonight, but also I really love my, my wife. wife. <laughs> I really love my wife. I'm really devoted to her and I could never do anything to hurt her. But, but, I could but I could possibly have sex with you. <laughs> um, and this guy, what kind of fantasy is this? I, I don't, I don't fucking know. I it right. No, this feels to me <laughs> breaking down female fantasies one on one with Saj Dewey. Um, no, I definitely think that like um, it feels right if. It, it almost feels like it didn't happen. I was ready for her to, like, wake up and, like... To be a dream? And for it to be a dream. You know what I mean? Like, because it, it does, to me, feel like one of these things of, like, oh, right, this guy, he's a good man, and, like, he will love you. If you are his wife, he will love you unconditionally. And if you die, you wouldn't want him to be alone, right? You would want him to move on and find love. And, like, that's what Angela is gonna be for him, honey. It's okay. You know what I mean? And so it's, like... Yeah, it's a it's a moment. I think it almost feels like the author of the book was trying to be like, okay, what? How can you possibly justify a man to have a relationship with a woman who is not his wife? Yes. Like, what yeah, yeah. would it take for me to accept that yes. a man is sleeping with a Somebody different else. woman? Yeah. And it is his woman she's, isn't she's dead. Yet. She's he hasn't had die. sex in a year. She hasn't had sex in years. <laughs> And he's completely devoted to her, but come on, give him, give, just give him like one night. Yeah. One, make it beautiful. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. How do you personally feel about that? Does it work for you? I think it's, I, I will say, I think that the moment is pretty well acted and the, and the idea that I think that like, I could be convinced Wes, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, I, um... Yeah, no, it just, it does feel, it just feels like in a date, a very dated idea of this, like, exactly what you said, of just, like, how do we, how can we possibly make infidelity okay? We, we do this, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Which, you know. And because also I think we don't want Bernie to feel like a bad woman, right? We don't want her to do what's just done done to her. her. So, like, uh, we don't actually make her do it. She thinks about it, but she doesn't they don't actually do anything and they just like right. they have this emotional affair and not a physical affair is what they have that's right mm-hmm. that's right so that's how it's justified exactly so it's okay because they didn't do anything physically it's okay if you look at Angela Bassett and you want, want to, to have sex with her. her yeah 
but also you must stay loyal to your dying wife. Yeah, exactly. No matter what. Exactly. Emotional affairs. Even if she's a fine. white woman. <laughs> right, which I forgot. I forgot that he tells her that his wife is a white woman. <laughs> I love this movie. <laughs> I love it so much. So let's talk about the um, movie as a whole. Uh-huh. What do you think of it as a whole? Um, well, I, it's wild. It's a wild ride. I don't agree with so much that's in it, but I also agree with everything that's in it at the same time. Well, no, but I love all of these women. I think all of these women are beautiful, righteous women, and they're right the whole way through. Um, obviously our, you know, beautiful scene of Angela just fucking ripping that closet to shreds and then turn then uh lighting the car on fire is black magic you know what I mean it's just everything but yeah it's got it's rough it's also rough <laughs> we haven't mentioned that the movie is directed by um famous actor Forrest Whitaker right work 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 um so the movie's based in a book mm-hmm. i think you can tell yes or, like, I had an inkling while it was going on. Like, something here is amiss because it is a little messy. I think it jumps kind of, like, closer. Yeah. It jumps from big scene to big scene. Yeah. There's a lot of ground to cover. And there's a lot of in the middle that you don't see of what's oh, happening. Yeah. There's it's so like much going, time jumping and, yeah. There's time jumping and it's like going to key moments in the in the women's right. uh it's not a smooth ride, which I'm not sure if how the book is, but right. There's so much that's like, you can feel where they crop, you know? Yeah, because at one point there's a character, one of uh, Robin's lovers, mm-hmm. who appears, and I was like, who's this? It was Russell. The appearance of Russell. Russell we were all and like, I was like, Russell, who? and I've been with him for so long, and he treats me this way and that way. And I was like, wait, what? Who's Russell? Like, we never we, met we this guy before. Russell. We don't know where you met him. Oh, my God. But Robin in that, um, that onesie piece? Oh, my God. Because you, don't you look hot. She's no, I do remember. Beautiful. Are you kidding me? Yeah, Gorgina. no, she's hot. Anyway, sorry. Just... Right. So there's that. It's a little messy, but mm-hmm. I think what is effective about it, it's that it feels like since you go from one key to the next, and because there's so much going on with like familiar archetypes and mm-hmm. storylines that mm-hmm. we kind of know from other things, I think you, it's easy to follow that even when it is confusing because you don't know who the character is. But the moment he appeared, I right. knew what role he was playing. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So this is a guy who's sleeping with her and he's no good. And I know he's this. not going to leave his wife. Yeah, no I know what. this from the moment he appeared, even though I didn't know exactly who he is and how he met her. So it's easy to follow. And I think the strength of the movie is of having, like, letting these women have play out these, like the Angela Bassett scene, mm-hmm. these iconic... Or like very s- strong, oh yeah, sometimes melodramatic moments, right? Well, like for to- Whit- when Whitney finally lets go of Kenneth, and she's like, "Yeah, because you just want me to wait around so that you could do exactly what you're doing to your wife to me." And she like drops the the drink on yeah. him, you know what I mean? And it yeah. and it's like really, yeah, it's empowering black women moments. You know what I mean? It almost felt like like listening to a greatest hits album. <laughs> You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you heard Whitney throughout the whole movie. But it it wasn't, it didn't feel like an album that was, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It felt like we're going to go from the hit scene to another hit scene without the scenes in the middle. Sure, 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 sure. Yes, I can see that. I can definitely see that. 
So yeah, it, it's it's. I would say it's messy in presentation, and it's definitely a movie and book of its time. But I still live for it. all because it's all hits. Like you're not mad. Like how you gonna be mad when it's all hits? You know what I mean? Like. And the movie was a big hit as well. The I, soundtrack was huge, even course, bigger than the movie. Of um, but the, um, I think it also, in the context of the time that it came out, in nineteen ninety five. I was gonna get to that in a second, <laughs> but I was gonna say first that it it I I read like a couple of reviews of the time and it and they were writing about how it felt like something new for black representation because at that time every all the black movies were like boys in the hood right jews like about you know gangster rap and like gangs and things like that right. so this was about black women and mm -hmm. not only that they were like affluent professionals with huge beautiful that's houses a, that's a, that is a big deal thank you for bringing that up actually what do you mean a big deal the, right the fact that they're not like they weren't like poor black women up in the hood like you know what I mean like they were you know they were or not that that's not a something that you should talk about but you know what I mean the fact of having right. black women who are independent and like that that's not their struggle right their struggle isn't about how to like mm -hmm. that feels like something from that time as well mm -hmm. like you have you have all of that stuff with like you know the rap music like NWA and Boys in the Hood and all those movies but you also have this tendency of like black affluence or like mm -hmm. black middle upper class yeah. representation I mean obviously the Cosby show starts it but you have Fresh Prince exactly yeah, 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 and you exactly. have like you know these like rich-ish black families represented and I think this is part of that yeah it's, it's a it's a response to what you're saying it's a response to the like thug life movies or like the hood movies that or representations that we were saying was the opposite did it have an influence I feel like I mean there are a couple of movies that come after it, right? Like there is Angela Bassett obviously does Stella, how Stella uh -huh. got her groove back. Of course. And then there's like soul food maybe. Mm -hmm. But after a while, I feel like that kind of disappears or like maybe it's taken up by Tyler Perry. Like what well, happened there? Yeah. Well, I just think that uh, it's also, it, you know, it's super like Rami and dramatic. You know what I mean? Like it's not some, right. The, the, it's a movie that caters to, women and probably specifically middle-aged black women you know what I mean so like I think they were just it's something that they were like oh only these specific types of people like will be responding to this so we need to move on you know what I mean like it, it's it's a pretty soapy movie I you know what I mean I like when did it move on like is it like does it go along with the music I'm starting to feel like the 90s huge for R&B ballads of right course. but then you enter the two, the early 2000s mm -hmm. and you kind of shift into a more right well then then you start to target the teen audience right which this yeah. movie is not tar this no this, this movie is for, for like this movie for is moms. for women this movie yeah. is for women you know what I mean and like right so right in the early 2000s we become obsessed with like high school dramas or teen drama you know what I mean if teens yeah yeah you know movies save for the teens last dance exactly it's movies what... <laughs> save the last dance I love that. right yeah but yeah you're getting into stuff that's for the young folk you know what I mean trying to be hip right and and I guess that's why it disappears until, until Tyler Perry TP. comes around mm -hmm. right and yeah well that's a whole different can of yeah, we someday we will yeah, yeah, yeah. talk about that in different but um, definitely obviously an inspiration to TP is is this movie yeah yeah, I feel like I feel like a Tyler Perry 
I mean, I haven't seen a lot, but the one we watched recently, the Diary of Mad Black Woman, very it's, similar it's to this, in the, the, going in the very, thing. very broad strokes, mm-hmm. very much like going from key scenes mm-hmm. to one to the next, yeah. working with archetypes. Absolutely. Of course, he brings two things to it that this doesn't have. <laughs> <laughs> a deeply like churchy vibe. Well, and... they have a church scene. What are you talking about? They have the whole gospel moment. But it's not about people converting. You know, like in, in sure, the movie sure, that sure, we sure, watched, sure, it was sure, like sure. the chorus is singing yeah, and then yeah, the yeah. woman comes in and she's like, I'm not a drug addict anymore. anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For facts, you know, for Jesus facts. cured me or whatever. So that's a different level of that. Yeah. And the other one is Medea. <laughs> the course, comedy. Yeah. Like the ridiculous comedy that comes with it. But we'll talk about <laughs> that maybe <laughs> when we do. So how would you rank these movies? Oh God, I'm not ranking them. I'm just giving my. Are we would gonna you give do... them stars or? Um, do we have to rate them in some way? I guess we can if you want. What to. do? What should, should we have a special ranking system? Like yeah, I think we should, should we give them rings instead of stars. How many matches? How many? Yeah. You, or should we do uh, um, fuck Mary Kill for this oh, movie? Oh no! <laughs> would, so closer. Would you fuck Mary or kill? Oh God. Um. What does that mean? Okay, let's define it. Fuck means that like you would have a fling with it. Like you like I watch it. Maybe you feel a little guilty, guilty about, about it, it, but like I'm gonna enjoy it, and I'm not gonna tell anybody. Sure, 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 sure. Or maybe I will. But you know, like, but like it would be like I had this. Cra- I watched pleasure. this crazy movie. Yeah, 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 it was yeah. crazy. Uh-huh. It's nothing serious though. I'm not. I'm not committed to this movie. Mary is obviously. I'm committing I'm to this, this movie, movie for life. life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then the other one is like I don't have. I don't want anything to do with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Closer is somewhere between fucking kill. I can't oh, really? decide. <laughs> you're you're tempted to to. I'm definitely. Not, I don't know if I'm tempted to like watch it again, but I didn't hate it so much that I like had to turn away. Would you, you know? like? But you feel like you might tell someone like, "Yo, this movie Closer. It's like a little crazy, but like I think you might like it." No, I don't know if I would say that, but I would like definitely like. Like that scene with Jude Law kissing Julia is like maybe a part of my. Spank you will watch bank. that scene. You know what I mean exactly. So I guess I would fuck that. I would guess I would fuck it. Okay, you would get down with closer. I think I'm gonna toss closer. Wow, you're killing it. Yeah, I don't really. I don't have. Wow, much. better better than you. I apparently can't can't look away when Jude kisses somebody. <laughs> yeah, I'm not really. I'm not. It's not really for me. Fair enough. It's just not my type of movie. I mean, I think it's a. It's got a terrible message. So before you throwing it. All right. <laughs> Waiting to exhale. What are you gonna do to that one? Oh, um, I'm marrying that movie. Yeah. Oh, okay. I am. Okay. Um, I think that it all it is also super flawed, but it has so much in it that is so beautiful and amazing that I'm, and it's just like a part of history that I'm gonna I will marry it. I will keep it. With all me. right. I think for me it's maybe a little too messy, a little too broad mm-hmm. to marry it. Yeah. But. I will have a fling with it. I will have, have a, a, a little sex capade. Because <laughs> that movie, I don't think you can fuck that movie. No. You, you will you go on a romantic, <laughs> emotional affair. You will go to the beach, you know, yeah. ride on a horse. Yeah, absolutely. By the ocean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have a little kissing and have drink some kissing. cocktails and stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, sure. Okay. Why not? I mean, I feel like maybe, I'm, maybe I am more with you. I Emotional affair. But I will, I will, yeah. All right. I love it. Um. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Next time we do this will be in two weeks from now. Should two we say weeks? what it's gonna be? Maybe we should. We don't know what it is. No, we do. What? Two weeks from now, we're gonna watch. It's the Shrekening. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so the next double feature. Um, um, I know everybody is excited and waiting for this. 
Bacon breath. Shrek and Shrek 2. <laughs> We're finally going to answer the age-old question. Which one's better, Shrek or Shrek? Should we watch all four Shreks? Oh, God, we can, but we're only talking about the first two. We're gonna. I think we're going to watch oh, and no. talk about all the Shreks. No. Well, Shrek 2 is going to win, then. Shrek marathon. Oh, it's happening. Shrek-a-thon. The Shrek-a-thon. The Shrekening. <laughs> it's happening. Shrek-tastic, baby. All right. See you guys then. Bye. Everyone in love sometimes sometimes it's wrong and sometimes it's right for every wind